0: Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the FT Advisor podcast. I'm Damien Fantato, Deputy Editor of FT Advisor. This week, the Bank of England has scrapped a key affordability test for borrowers wanting to take out a mortgage. Since Monday, lenders no longer have to assess whether borrowers will be able to afford a mortgage if interest rates increased by 3%. The test was introduced in 2014 as part of a package of measures to prevent repeats of the 2008 financial crisis but the bank concluded the rule was no longer necessary and, indeed, that it was actively preventing too many people from getting a mortgage. It has said that the loan-to-income limit, which remains in place at 4.5, will be able to do the heavy lifting. So, is this a good idea, and will it mean more people will be able to get onto the housing ladder? With me to discuss this are Jeremy Duncan, Managing Director of Accord Mortgages, and Danny Belton, Head of Lender Relationships at Legal and General Mortgage Club. Hello both. Hello. So... Uh, we'll start by um sort of assessing you know as an as an overview um, that some people might see the um the, the headline of um affordability uh, tests scrapped and think oh uh, here we go we're going back to life before um 2008 and that's surely not the case but um Danny how significant is this sort of on a chain on a, on a scale from sort of 10 as life as it was before Monday and 0 as life before 2007 you know where where are we going
1: here i i don't think we're going anywhere near what we're in 2007 i'll be very clear about that you know the the the, the requirements that were bought in after after the last crash have really served the purpose and um enabled customers to borrow sensibly and 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 try and remove as much risk as possible without actually sort of hampering people from from buying properties or raising the finance that they need so they've clearly worked incredibly well there are, uh, has been some discussion for a long time that actually three uh, percent stress test has has been um, probably a little unreasonable, um, and certainly we had a long period of, of time with with flat base rate, and you could argue, well, you know, that it, it could have, something could have happened a lot earlier. But decisions have been made now, and it does actually provide uh, provide a welcome opportunity for some borrowers. Uh, it's not going to be wholesale, but there are some borrowers that will definitely benefit from this change. That can still borrow sensibly and within their means, um, and and they've therefore given the opportunity to to own a property that they've been dreaming of for some time. So I I do welcome the move,
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeremy. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think to to touch on Danny's point, we're in a very different world to where we were in two thousand eight. Some of the fundamental issues that were in that market at that time are no longer there. So if you go back, things like self certification um, doesn't exist anymore. Um, and there's a lot less interest only than there was at the time. So all lenders do a full um, affordability. I think the thing we've got to remind ourselves of is this isn't lenders or the, the regulators saying we don't need to do affordability anymore. This is just making sure that stress test of 3% is a reasonable figure and isn't prohibiting the the, the market from functioning. So lenders already do a full affordability. They use ONS data, um, which is fixed, and and all lenders use similar data. And we also still and will continue to look at future expenditure to make sure people can afford it. So those measures are already in place. What the 3% was inhibiting, um, especially in a rising interest rate market, and we talk about timing, um, with base rates going up, it may seem like a strange time to do it, but actually it's a really logical time to do it because if you think about base rate and SVRs going up, you could find a situation where lenders were having to stress at 8 85 even 9%, um, which just isn't realistic in a market where no forecast I've seen is going above bank base rate being 3%. So, you know, what was happening is that customers were having to borrow for longer, uh, pay interest, interest for longer, or were having to reduce the amount they could borrow when... Theoretically, they could afford the payments that were being offered. So we're, we're certainly not throwing everything up into the up into the air and, and starting again. There's a lot of really sensible measures in place, and I agree with Danny. I don't think it'll be a massive impact to the market.
1: Mm. So you well, are- just add to that, Jeremy. Sorry, if I can, the loan-to-income part is is still there, and it's still uh, capped at four and a half times. Um, and some lenders don't you know don't go above that at all others others do and they have that stretch for the right customer so we've still got these sort of really strong measures in place to ensure that the customers are not overstretching themselves which is you know yeah. got to be a positive sign
2: absolutely uh, and, and that four and a half as the as the regulator has said is is the, the the underpin to the market to make sure that we don't see a return to um challenging situations that we've had before so that is the underpin uh, and therefore i think we we and there's a little bit more flex, but certainly we're not returning to a 2007-2008 market. That's really important. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you, so you're both welcoming this. Um, Danny, what, what's about that? the point that uh, Jeremy touched on, which is one of the criticisms uh, uh, that there has been of, of this move is that given the macroeconomic background, uh, inflation, rising rates, the, the, the timing ha- um, hasn't been particularly um, welcomed in some quarters. Do you agree with Jeremy that actually it's, a, it's good timing?
1: I think it is because if you've got, you know, rates have gone up um, exponentially over the last sort of, sort of two or three months. As you know, we know we've had issues with swap rates and things, certainly in the short term. And, and lenders have been repricing, you know, maybe sort of once even twice a week. It's, it's been a very sort of crazy time. To then sort of keep the stress testing at a time that that you know rates have have, have doubled or more, then you know you, you're just putting it beyond. More and more customers by by maintaining that, and actually, yeah, the industry has recognised for some time that three percent, whilst it was a good measure, was was probably a little bit over the top. Um, it, it felt that the the way we assess affordability, the way we're giving advice, didn't actually warrant a three percent rate. But it was put in there for a good reason. It's actually worked incredibly well. You know, the industry is in, in great shape. Customers are, are are in great shape too. I think to continue that through, certainly raising. Uh, 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 a rising rating environment would just make it incredibly difficult. So, so yeah, now it now is a, a good time. I think a lot of people, you know, like me, perhaps would have thought this could have come a couple of years ago where base rate was just incredibly flat and benign, because it wouldn't have made a great deal of difference. But the fact is the change has been made, and it is at a time we're in a, a, where rates are going up. So, therefore, it actually makes some sense that you know we're still addressing affordability in the right way, we've still got our LTI, we're still making sure the customers are borrowing sensibly, just reducing the, the 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 stress rate a bit. Does actually help and can ensure that that borrowers can can get what they need. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's been good good timing in, on reflection. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I think just to add to that, you know, lenders are um, that there hasn't been a rush, and I don't think you'll see any sort of rush for lenders to start reducing the, those stress testing. We're we, we're all stressing at round about seven, seven and a quarter, seven and a half percent currently. I don't see that changing uh, significantly, if at all. Uh, but also remember, as part of the MCOB rules, the lending rules. All lenders still have to stress um, at one percent above the rate that they expect mortgages to be um, during the term of that mortgage. So there is already a stress test in there which isn't being removed, and we've got the four and a half times LTI cap. So yeah, you know, I, I think the headlines are often very, very different to reality. This is a prudent market, um, and lenders are in good shape, and, and don't want to ruin that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the research that the bank has released um, uh, as. Part of this change shows that uh, the rule forced six percent of borrowers a year, which doesn't sound like many, but that's thirty thousand people uh, to take out uh, a smaller mortgage uh, than they could have done. Um, Danny, to what extent has this been a problem on the ground? Do you think?
1: I don't. Think it's been a huge problem at all. I, I, I really don't. You know, we've been through some some difficult times and. Let, let me just cite the back end of COVID, where you know we, we were all pushing for ninety five percent lending to come out, and, and you know or leading the way at the high LTV, which which was great. But but the reality is is that actually more customers were were, were keen to get a ninety percent deal, so they were finding ways to raise extra income, uh, family support, you know, friends, things of all helped. And I think that you know the fact that um, you know, the research suggests that borrowers may be sort of forced to borrow less. Well. To, two things. Either they, they were going to stretch themselves to, to a place which might have been uncomfortable, the rules might have prohibited that, or they've actually found a way to actually uh, increase the deposits that they've had or, or needed to get in order to be able to afford the property to, to get the outcome that they actually wanted. So I don't think it's been that prohibited. Now, clearly there will be some customers that would have been affected, but on the whole, no, I, I think it's um it's, it's it's not been a problem. Mm. You
2: Kevin? Know I mean? I'll just add to that, Danny. Yeah, I, I think that... People borrowing less than they would like to isn't really an issue. You know, I, I think in the whole scheme of things, somebody borrowing a little bit less than they would like to borrow could never really be a major problem. What is a major problem? What has really affected people is that they have been forced into taking a longer term loan than they would like to and they could afford, um, they feel they can afford. So we had a lot of uh, changes to the market where we're seeing an increase in terms of so 35 years, even 40 year terms. Now, that is a problem um, because of the amount of interest that people are being charged over a much longer period of time. Um, the, the, the whole benefit of a mortgage is the shorter it can be, the less interest you will pay. So, you know, if you are, potentially you feel you, you could afford a mortgage in reality for 25 years, but because of the affordability rules and the stress testing, you're having to move to 30 or 35 years, then there is some customer issues there. So I think what taking away the stress test uh, it's the other end of the market that it will benefit people not necessarily having to take longer-term mortgages um, than they have had to do recently. Mm.
0: So how many of these you know, 30,000 people, let's say, do you expect to be able to borrow significantly more or borrow on a shorter term?
1: That's, that's a great thing. Without knowing all the individuals, it's very hard to work out, David. <laughs> there clearly will be a percentage that, that would, would benefit from um, from this. I, I saw someone did a, a piece yesterday where if the uh, property value uh, of sorry, 200,000, you were taking a sort of a uh, 90% loan, then actually you're going to be, uh, the affordability on a monthly basis may rise by just over sort of 200 pounds and things. Well, you know, for, for some people, that, that will actually put them in a great place. But it's difficult to say for all without actually analysing all the, all the different circumstances that are there. But the fact is this, this is still a positive move. And it, you know, I don't think we were ever going to expect anything that was going to um, help a real mass of people. That maybe some of the others, if you take, you know, help to buy for argument, say that helped a really strong cohort of people that were looking to uh, to get onto the ladder. That this is subtly different. And yes, there will be a cohort that that would benefit. I don't see it being huge numbers, but there's also the flip side to actually say, well, you know, if they couldn't afford it, we are finding ways to actually raise bigger deposits to to make sure that the borrowing is still in line and we're still able to achieve the the, the goals that we want.
0: Mm. Jamie,
2: yeah. So, so, so I think w- what we've got here is is a, an opportunity, maybe for a few people to, to benefit, um, but overall, it's to allow the market to continue to function, um, you know, going forward and, and and taking out some of the, uh, you know, the barriers, the the uh, the f- false barriers, if you like, that w- that were in there restricting the market. We still got a lot of demand in the marketplace, and that's that's important to see. Uh, but again, this will help a few people um, who 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 can now borrow a little bit more over a shorter period of time. But I think that the, the key thing that this really highlights is the the importance and the value of advice. Um, so you know, one thing that really will drive some activity here is customers coming and talking to mortgage brokers, for example, to get more advice, and and, and that's where the broker can. Or the advisor can really add value into this to explain some of the things we've talked about today. To really get beneath the skin of what the um, the, the the headlines mean versus the reality, mm-hmm. um, and that value of advice, the value of a broker is really really important and a key message I think for people to take away today.
0: Jamie, if I if, if I could ask you, this might be impossible, but if, if I could ask you to try and describe the sort of what the sort of borrower who you think would be most likely to to benefit from this rule i mean would there be a like a first-time buyer um looking to you know uh, who's sort of struggling to you know get a get a uh, who's got a, a sizable deposit but can't necessarily get the, the loan of the size they need what, what, what just trying to describe you know if, if you can the sort of the the sort of borrower that you think might be likely to benefit from this
2: Somebody who is, um, you know, looking for a, a first-time property, um, they've got a deposit, but their deposit is, is finite. You know, they have got a, a 5% deposit. They're really struggling to get any more than that. They, they're, they're in a position where they don't have parents or grandparents to help them. Uh, the help to buy scheme um, is, is, is on its last, last days now. Um, so, you know, people will need to find that deposit. Um, the good news is it lends that like ourselves. Um, are, are launching 95% mortgage on first-time buyers using the deposit unlock scheme, that type of thing, which is fantastic. But still, you've got the affordability element um, where people will be looking for that property. And I think they're the people this will help. I think it will help some first-time buyers. It will help people where their uh, income uh, is, is relatively tight to what they want to borrow. But there still will be prudent lending by the lenders and it will help people who probably need it um more than others so i think it's a good a good position and it supports the market but it won't drive a massive amount of new demand into the market which is not what we need.
0: Danny, would you agree with that description from Jeremy?
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, look, we, we're not going to be in a position here. Where all of a sudden, people can borrow fifty grand more on a house. Let's, let's be realistic about that. You know, it is just going to help those people on the fringes potentially that just need that that little bit of help to, to get over. Whether well, that be a first time buyer, which I completely agree with Jeremy's what said there. You know, um, it'd be cool so it of course could help a second time mover too, or someone looking to refinance. But it's it, you know. We still come back to the fundamentals here. Advice is going to be incredibly important. You know, does the customer actually understand what this change is? Are they all going to come rushing? No. But when they have these conversations, it will all be done sensible with the, with the right uh, – uh, with, with brokers involved in, in, in the process because that's going to be the key. Therefore, hopefully more people will get the outcome that they want. But no, this is not a wholesale change. It will still be you know, fundamentally done in, in a safe environment, but it will help people on the fringes uh, to, to actually be able to move forward more than they
2: have done before.
0: Okay, you've you've both mentioned that it's not going to have a it's not going to have a huge amount of, of impact on demand, which I, I guess means that it's not going to have a huge amount of impact on things like house prices. Is it going to have a huge amount of impact on um, you know availability of, of of mortgage loans to to certain types of uh, uh, to certain types of borrower, Danny?
1: Um, uh, I mean, that's it's, it's a difficult question to answer. So it's probably two parts there, David. Do I think that, it's, that house prices are going to accelerate just because there's this? No, I don't. You know, house prices have grown. Uh, there was a latest report coming out today to say that the house price goes annually is 11%. We are expecting a cooling. Um, yeah, you know, I think there's other factors in the cost of living rise that, that, that people will take into account um, when they now start to sort of look at buying houses and things. So, um, uh, you know, we've also got to recognise we've still got a supply and demand issue in, 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 uh, in, in the purchase space too. So, you know, those things are... We're going to hold up uh, house prices sort of reasonably well, I don't think they're going to fall off a cliff anytime soon, but I'm no economist. I'm not going to tell the judge on that. In terms of product, I mean, the product availability keeps increasing and there are more and more products there are more and more options for customers as, as lenders look to, you know, help and support as many customers as they can, look at different niches, different areas. It's a very competitive space at the moment too. Um, but, you know, it's, it still comes back to fundamental, it's not going to make a wholesale change. It would just be a, an extra cohort of, of, of some customers that, that will benefit. But I don't see any wholesale changes to our market in terms of house prices or products um, for, for certainly the, the near midterm um, as, as we stand. Jeremy?
2: I think lenders are looking at ways to support underserved borrowers across the market, and I, and I think that's where um, you know where we are looking to, to, to support. I don't think this massively impacts that, uh, but lenders will continue look, to look at their range, will continue to, to evolve and develop. Um, it's very simple for someone to get a 60% purchase or a 75% remortgage. There is lots and lots of choice at fantastic prices out there. So um, what we're certainly trying to do, and a number of lenders are trying to do, is to support that more underserved market. Um, by looking at criteria, flexibility, service, uh, common sense approach to underwriting. Um, this is a small part of that, uh, but it's not part of a, it. It's not the main strategy that a lender will rely on to grow the support
0: for uh, underserved borrowers. Mm-hmm and and finally to, to, to finish off um we've one of the things that we've touched on uh, without discussing it, um in depth is the uh, the loan to income ratio still at 4.5 percent um but some of the um recent data from the ons says your house price is now at eight or nine times income should should the the, the loan to income ratio be um something that we should be looking at as well or should that be staying as it as, as, as it is uh, to avoid uh, to avoid a repeat of any any of the nastiness from 2008 so jeremy
2: I think we've got a whole new podcast if you want to do that another time on the, on that topic but um no, I, I think where it sits at the moment is is the right level um you know the, the 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 current environment the current market lenders and the whole market relies on us being prudent um lending to people who can afford it and I don't think it's time at the moment to move that four and a half.
1: I couldn't agree more. We, we've got a sensible level. We're used to it. There is the flexibility to actually go to a higher LTI for for, for some cases, and let us choose to to use that uh, capacity or or not. It's worked incredibly well, but we really don't want to get back to a position whereby you know we are stretching people unnecessarily just because we, we've sort of changed some rules. Everything has got to be affordable. Uh, we, you know, we, we don't want to return to where we were you know, many many years ago. Um, with the, the, the mortgage markets in, in rude health uh, customers are getting great advice they're getting great opportunities so let's not fiddle with something that's not really broken
0: cool okay great well thank you um thank you danny and thank you uh jeremy and uh, thank you for tuning in and uh listen tune in again next week for the next edition of the ft advisor podcast thank you